Uh, Blake, I also want to give Boar's Head a shout-out on National Burger Month. We'll do that a good bit. I thought of a – you were asking me about toppings. Um, I love goat cheese on a burger. And Boar's Head has, um, of course, goat cheese, chipotle gouda, um, Asiago, of course, American cheese, 29 different flavors, Havarti, Monterey Jack, Jalapeno pepper, we were referencing that early. Uh, so you want to load up with uh, some boar's head cheese and uh, bacon for your burger. Blake said he's cooking tonight. He does have a gourmet guru grill. And um, so it's it's Blake's turn to, you know what we'll do? Um, what will we do? We need to have, we need to be cooking burgers on the grill. Oh. With downstairs a couple of times this month oh, with Burger Month, I'm about it. Okay, I'll eat. I'll eat a burger any day. And we'll go get some uh, really quality burger meat. Do you do the Juicy Lucy cheeseburgers? Have you done that where you put the cheese inside the burger? I don't think so. They're I think good. I'm good. You know, I don't think so. I, I think I'm good with what you said earlier. Uh, let's layer it, and yeah. if it's a double patty, I agree. It. The cheese needs to be on both, mm-hmm. and let's not mess around. And I'm all about some premium boar's head cheese. Yeah, uh, whether it's jalapeno pepper jack cheese, Monterey Jack. Um, yeah, I bet that mm, Chipotle Gouda would be good. On a see hamburger. some baby Swiss here. What else? Oh, feta, goat cheese, Chipotle Gouda, Colby Jack. Oh, this is wonderful, Asiago. All powered by Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Uh, premium meats, cheeses, and hummus. Boar's Head at your local area supermarket. Uh, Bo Bounds, Blake Scott with you. will drop the Jay Powell interview because it's time, you know, time sensitive. Jay was kind enough to jump on the show. Former MSU All-American first-round pick. Uh, World Series champion and Major League Baseball for well over 10 years. And Jay stopped by on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And he was able to share some insight that I don't have because he's a former Major League Baseball player and he's been a head coach and a pitching coach for for years. So it's really good. It got hammered on YouTube. And I appreciate y'all going to YouTube, to our YouTube channel, Out of Bounds Sports. It's really, uh, Blake even upgraded it more the last couple of weeks. Um, You got the Fred Smoot stuff there. Um, Tom Luganbill, um, David Savona, executive editor of Cigar Aficionado on interviewing James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica. I mean, we've got all kinds of stuff there. So That's right. Uh, Walker Wilson, musician in Nashville from Mississippi. list goes on and on. We're supposed to have... So, Joseph Stodgill with Martins sent me... They've got a couple of huge shows coming up. And I am told that we have, we're going to have Moon Taxi on. It's a huge band, plays big festivals. It played at Martin's when they were on the way up. And then once Joseph Stodgill and Martin's expanded their stage and parking lot, they are now able to accommodate a much bigger and more popular moon taxi 
and uh, they'll be there May 20th. And we're going to give away, by the way. He called me over the weekend. I'm not going to do it right now, but I have a $600 value Woo! ticket package uh, to the show. It's a VIP table that seats six on their new covered patio. It's the best seats in the house. It's VIP section, has its own servers, no waiting in line for drinks or food, priority entry for the show. And um, we're going to do that for, for the Moon Taxi Show and also for Frank Foster, who's um, an awesome country music guy. So they're taking their acts up to another level as they've expanded and, and have a bigger stage. Moon Taxi. I started listening to them on Saturday or Sunday when Joseph and I were going back and forth. We'll tell you more about that in the next couple of weeks. Before we drop this interview with Jay Powell and Scott Foxhall, I also want to let you know that you still have 20-plus minutes to jump in the Tito's um, vodka bar swag kit giveaway, including this corksicle Tito's tumbler oh. and two copper mule mugs and something else Tito's and a Whiskey 61 hat. So jump in via the Ag Up Equipment text line. 601-885-3776. Best text today on food or any of our sports topics. And that's how you enter and you could win um, this awesome Tito's Vodka prize pack. Here's Jay Powell talking about Scott Foxhall and the Mississippi State pitching staff and also what could play out in the future. MSU pitching coach Scott Foxhall was let go by Chris Lamonis today. Um, I think everybody knows that uh, the pitching staff had not performed up to the level in which uh, Mississippi State baseball is accustomed to the last two years post-national championship. Now, this doesn't happen in baseball. We see this in football all the time. Uh, Defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, position coaches get let go during the season. You got this massive 50-person staff you promote from within, da-da-da-da, shuffle people around. Basketball assistant coaches don't get fired unless in the offseason they have a bag of cash and they're trying to get it to, to somebody illegally. Baseball, you do not see this. I can't remember it, and I've been following SEC baseball since 1980-81 at, you know, eight years old. So we welcome in uh, All-American pitcher Jay Powell, uh, well over a decade in Major League Baseball. Obviously, he pitched at Mississippi State, very close to the program. And Jay Powell joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Um, Jay, were you surprised to hear that Coach Foxhall was let go today? Uh, yeah, I really was. Um, you know, first, I mean, you, Fox is a, a good man, and he is a great person. And, and anytime you know somebody personally, you don't want them to ever be put in this position. Um, and, and honestly, this this kind of late in the season, maybe a little bit, um, but, you know, all those guys, you know, it's it's not like it was with Coach Polk and and those guys. I mean, it's it's a business now, and it's a, it's a lot of money involved. And um, so I've, I've been on the side of being in pro ball and, and getting, you know, finishing a career. It's just kind of the nature of the beast once you get, to, get into that business. All right. Walk me through what you've been able to see the last two years. Uh, people have debated this nonstop. Is it recruiting? Is it development? Is it both? Uh, as somebody who watches a lot of Mississippi State baseball and, like you said, played at the highest level and played well, what have you seen the last two years? I, I, honestly, I think it's three things. 
I think injuries obviously have, have hurt them, no question. Um, but every school in that conference has injuries with pitchers. I mean, that's just part of it. Um, the second part, I think recruiting, if you look on paper, the recruiting has been very good um, from a standpoint of being ranked and all that stuff. Um, and the, I think the thing at the end of the day that really kind of got him was the development. And I think, obviously, the performance of the pitchers. Um you know, I, I've, I've watched it for a couple of years, and, you know, there's a – you know, they love – Fox loves strikeouts, and, and that's his deal. And strikeouts are great uh, because more guys you strike out, hey, if they're striking out, they got no shot of getting on base, obviously. But at the same time, sometimes it lends itself to being a little kind of not quite as aggressive maybe as you need to around the strike zone, and you get behind the count and you walk too many guys. So I think uh, that was, I think, at the very end of the day is kind of what ended up, I, I think, kind of getting him. Okay. So I follow you on, on Twitter. I've, I, you know, we listen, we talk to people in the industry, and there is this whole thing about just mowing people down or actually learning the art of pitching, which is what you had to right. do at, uh, at Mississippi State and, and going up into the minors. I saw you tweet a few days ago, and I was thinking about Bob Costas was talking about talking to Tom Seaver late in his career. And he was calling games, Costas was. And Seaver said, Bob, I can still throw 95-plus, but I don't have to throw or need to throw 95-plus every inning. In other words, I can, you know, there's other approaches. I can learn the art of, you know, I know how to pitch. Tom, So where... Can we do that anymore? Or because of travel ball and everything else, is it just throw the hell out of it and try to mow people down? Look, I'm all for guys with big arms. I love velocity. Velocity gets you out of jam. Velocity gets you a mistake. And you've got to have an ability to strike guys out in certain situations. No question. Um, that being said, take the analytical part. I love it. I think it's some great information on it. But I've always said you don't go so far that way. You don't go so far old school way. You stay down the middle. Use everything you can to get these guys better. So to answer your question, you use both both ingredients. But I can tell you this. If you're a starting pitcher and you want to pitch past the fourth inning, you better learn to pitch to contact just because it's not going to work if you go out there and strike out 15 guys. For the most part, you're going to run your pitch count up. It's great. And if you've got a deep bullpen, it's great. But I just think there's a, I think there's a little bit of a happy medium you can get to. Um, and 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 still be effective, but yet be able to do two things: one, extend yourself in the game a little bit, and the next thing is to be able to kind of hopefully stay away from some of these injuries that have happened. Because look, man, if you know as a sprinter, if you're gonna go out there as a sprinter, you're gonna sprint as hard as you can every time you go. Eventually, you're gonna snap if you do it over over time. You do it too much, you know. And it's the same thing: max effort, high intensity pitches over the course of a few innings and high pitch counts in those innings it, it a lot of times leads to blowouts and you know there's nothing wrong with a 12 pitch inning and a strikeout and a fly ball on the ground out i mean um i mean i think 99 percent absolutely of would, would take it but it's not we don't put emphasis on that we put emphasis on the strikeout okay Who, who's doing it who are you who have you watched this year that's trying to balance the ingredients and in what you just walked us through. I have no idea their stats. 
No clue. And I may be totally off with this. The team I watched early in the year that looked like to me they were doing two things. One, they were trying to pitch the contact. And two, they were pitching with their fastball and had command of their fastball in South Carolina. That was a team I saw early in the year, and they were fastball heavy, but they wasn't throwing that ball down the middle. You know, they were they were pitching the spots. They were pitching more so than just trying to get swing and misses in the strike zone. Um, and that that team to me impressed me early on, um, of, as far as what I've what I've seen. Now you you threw, you had high velocity when you were playing. You threw hard, but did you? I mean, did you do that every? I mean, did you rear back every single when you weren't throwing a changeup or a breaking ball? Right. Did you go all out, or did you kind of pick your spots? And I don't even know what you maxed out. I mean, if you could throw ninety five, did sometimes you throw ninety, Jay? No. What 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 would the way I describe it was if like I pitched being a reliever is a little different, but I would pitch at about a ninety six percent intensity rate. But I always had that you know two two. One, two, and if I need to throw a fastball by a guy, I always had that little bit extra gear I could get. Um, and I always kind of had that. So if I was throwing 94, 95, 93, then, you know, I had that gear to where I could hit 96. Um, and, and you've got to learn that as a pitcher. If I tried to throw that dude as hard as I could every pitch, my command would not be very good. And secondly, I just I wouldn't, I wouldn't last. I mean, I would, I would break down more so than I did. Jay Powell on the Out of Bounds show. What's realistic for, I mean, the the season's pretty much shot. What is realistic for Lamonis to do? Because Lamonis and Gotro and Cheesebro don't specialize in pitching. So what's realistic over the next three weeks, Jay, with the staff? I, I don't know because, you know, I don't think anybody really knows what their plans are. Um I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I think they're going to try to do, obviously, a lot of evaluation going forward. Um, you know, they turned that roster upside down last year from comes to pitching. Um, and, and some of the guys that they were getting in the portal that were, you know, you look at their numbers and they were really good at other schools, just hadn't translated. So I think there's going to be a lot of evaluation um, and, and trying to figure out what's going to work as far as going forward. I, and I do know that I think they're, you know, I think they need to make the tournament. I think that's a big deal, you know, this year to try to save something out of it, at least making that, that tournament and finishing, you know, as one of the top 12 in the league to, to at least get some postseason. Okay. All right, Jay Powell on the Out of Bounds show. Um, so with Arkansas, LSU, and, and, and uh, A&M, I would think they're going to have to win at least three of nine. Yes. Minimum to get in. Yep. Um, and so you feel like they need to get to the to the SEC tournament. And you know, I mean, this is a, a preemptive strike by Lamonis, and you'd do the same. I would do the same. I mean, he's trying to save his job, right? Well, I think, he, you know, probably at the end of the day, man, probably felt like he just, you know, had to, had to make a change. And, and, look, I can promise you this. That's, there's nobody in the world that, that wants to have that conversation with the one his assistant coach, but also a friend. I mean, you just don't want to happen. Right. Um, but I, you know, it, it just got the point and I'm speaking just from an outsider, but just where he said, Hey, we, you know, we need to make a, make a change. It's try something different, but I don't think it's a deal where if they don't, they have to make the tournament to do, to say this or that. Um, I just think from a program standpoint and a mindset and getting some positive energy, 
about it. I think at least making it to the tournament would kind of give you something going forward where you feel like, hey, you know, we kind of got a little momentum and of, of what has been a, a bad season. We'll leave it there. Jay Powell pitched at Mississippi State and in the major leagues for over. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, we appreciate Jay Powell stopping by, World Series champ, pitcher, pitched at MSU in the early to mid-90s, and he joined us to discuss Scott Foxhall being let go. So that's where you are right now. Will they name an interim? Good question. Or will it just be kind of by, you know, committee, Lamonis, Cheesebro, I guess maybe Gotro, uh, here down the stretch. They need to win a ball game, and they need to win one, you know, sooner than later, Friday. Friday or Saturday, I mean, they need to get in the win column. And... uh yeah, they got a core group of freshmen that they want to have success with. Ross Highfield, Dakota Jordan. I don't, you know, who knows what Gerangelo's future. Uh, he may or may not stay. I mean, he's from the Miami area, so he doesn't really have a tie to um, MSU. I would think he's either going to stay there or go back down in, to that area. Uh, and we'll also see what happens with Bradley Lofton. But, I mean, that's that's several weeks from now. They're trying to win some games and get into the SEC tournament. So is Ole Miss. Both series are winnable. I understand Arkansas is the best of the four teams we're talking about this weekend. I'm, I'm well aware. Uh, but it is a winnable series. Mississippi State was right there with Tennessee. and Or at least get a one-game series. Ole Miss, on the other hand, trying to go up there and take two or three, if not sweep. Um you know, in Columbia, Missouri. I don't know what the weather will be. Blake, will you check it? I, you know, it's still chilly up there this this time of year. And in the, uh, well, I was watching over the weekend at Kansas City with the draft. Um, you know, Kansas City is one of the smaller NFL markets. We talk about New Orleans and Green Bay, obviously, being the, the smallest. But I was looking at the uh, Kansas City uh, metro area population came in at about two two point three million and change. Like that is smaller than I would have thought. I would yeah. have thought it was bigger. Um, I guess you think Midwest, you just think a bigger place, maybe, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Missouri this weekend is seventy one eighty and eighty one is the high. Oh, that's that's good weather. However, they are expecting rain Friday and Sunday. Oh, okay. While Mississippi State might not be like opposed to having an LSU game or a midweek game rained out. 
Um, I, I would argue Ole Miss, with who they get to play, you're you're hoping you can play all of the games you have remaining and find a way to win six. True. You know, you you will be equivalent to, if not better than, the next three series that you play. As bad as you are. <laughs> I know that's crazy to think. So you'll have an opportunity if you're Ole Miss to actually make up ground. Mississippi State, the I guess the fear would be if you're a Chris Lamonis fan or just a state fan in general who wants them to win and not just fire Chris Lamonis, your fear would be that your making hay series are already behind you. Mm. I mean, Arkansas and LSU are no gimmies, and A&M's playing better baseball than they most are. teams right now. Schlossnagel so. and them have, have are turning the corner, maybe. You're it, exactly right. It, it's not not the best three games or three series stretch for Mississippi State as opposed to what Ole Miss is going to get an opportunity to do. Mm. Well, I'm blaming that on you as far as the schedule draw. I've also got a way too early preseason SEC coach of the year in football, Hugh Freeze. Is Look, that you or someone just me? Bur- okay. That's right. from Bo Bounds. Okay. Got the you. Out of Bounds Show and Whiskey61.com. Boom. Yeah. Hugh Freeze, national champion, coach of the year. No, but, okay. but, but SEC coach of the year. Yeah. Well, would that, that would be nine and three, right? Yes. Yes. Nine yeah. and three would be amazing. For the Auburn Titans. There you go. Two coaches that need to get it turned around. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Billy Napier at Florida. Uh, Florida's been off the grid for a long time. And now that Tennessee turned it around, Uh-oh. they're really not happy. So, them Florida Gators, they they need to figure this thing out. And I, I can't wait to see what they, they may or may not do. Their first game's terrible at Utah. But... Um, then they get three at home, the Florida Gators. McNeese, Tennessee, and Charlotte. It's a national emergency. Okay. Can't turn those off, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> um, that's where I'm going coach of the year. Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Man, the, this Auburn schedule's good. They can start off 3-0, and and then they got the big daddy at A&M. Week four at A&M. Who's, who's, and we know who the better coach is. By far, 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 by a million miles is Hugh Freeze over Jimbo Fisher. Who Of those two guys that you said need to get it going, which I don't disagree with you, Jimbo's the obvious answer because he's been there longer and there's more money and there's more pro, pro, high-profile kind of look at him, especially with his feud with both Kiffin and Saban. But <laughs> Napier's only been there a year, and yet you feel like his job's on the line. Who's in more danger of actually being fired at the end of the season if things don't go the way they should? Jimbo or Napier? Because those would be two massive jobs opening up either way. Jimbo. Napier will get another year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I always wonder about Jimbo with all that money tied to him. What, what, no, what it looks they'll, like. they'll, they'll do the deal. They yeah. may not pay him all, pay all of it to him. Because they're in, they're in the state of Texas and they control the courts, we saw that with Mike Leach at a much lower number yeah. years ago in two thousand nine when they basically said, Here, so, "Here's the deal: we we we're in Texas and we don't we don't have to pay you." What's the Mendoza line for Jimbo Fisher? Whether or not he's actually in danger of being fired? Is it eight wins, seven? What What's the Mendoza line of firing for? This is sad, but if he gets to seven, he's fine. They'll be mad as all get out. Um, Back-to-back no bowls. Mm. That could send him home, right? Send him back to the ranch. 
to the ranch. Go ride horses. With sliced bread. Go go ride some ponies with sliced bread at the ranch. Oh, my goodness gracious. Good show today. If you missed any of it, uh, hit the podcast. Apple Podcast or Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Also want to thank all of y'all for going to our YouTube channel yesterday. YouTube channel is Out of Bounds Sports. And the uh, Jay Powell interviews there, Mike Dettelier, and so on. Um, your burger today is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Bulldog Burger in Startville and Bulldog Burger in Startville. No, Tupelo. Thank you. Don't forget to fuel up at Fleetway Market. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN.